Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. And I have an idea. All right. I have a theory. You have? Oh, guys, a theory. <laughs> well, yeah, I have a theory. I have a wish and a desire and a theory. What if the killer is Clifford Blossom again? <laughs> Did Clifford? I think Clifford Blossom did have green eyes. Green eyes to go with his wigs, like his red it, wigs. Like, wouldn't that be amazing if they did the whole thing where it went through the series again, being like, "Is it this person? Is it this person?" Nah, it's nah, Clifford, Clifford Blossom. Blossom. It's exactly who you thought it was. And then I decided that I hope every season of Riverdale <laughs> is always Blossom. Clifford Blossom, and I want him to die at the end of the season before every single time. But it's always Clifford Blossom. Well, Kevin Cheryl did say. We're going to tell the truth about what happened in the barn. Yeah, and the yeah. truth is, my vampire father is not dead from hanging. No, now he's now he's like a weird serial killer type. He's thing. a son of Sam. And he was so. And, and then I, I'm like, I I want this so bad. I wanted to reach like season six, and at the end of season five, Clifford Blossom was like graphically put into like a wood chipper or something. <laughs> And I want, and I want the makers of Riverdale to come and be like, no, no, it's not Clifford Blossom this time. We promise. And then I wanted to be Clifford Blossom. <laughs> this is genius. Why are we not making the show? It should just always, always be Clifford Blossom. Clifford Blossom is the only person it can be. Like, do you have anyone else on your suspect list? <laughs> no, no, no. Because no, the show is giving me no information. No, it's just Clifford Blossom. It's Clifford Blossom. Anyway, that was the theory I wanted to start with. Guys, I think this is a great theory. I want this to trend on Twitter. <laughs> Hashtag. Always Clifford Blossom. Always Clifford Blossom. <laughs> so let's, I better see some tweets on Monday, which is tomorrow, which is today when you're listening to this. <laughs> Perfect. Tweet that up. Hashtag always Clifford Blossom. <laughs> hashtag always Clifford Blossom. Uh, <laughs> hashtag you're 15. Uh, all right, so let's, let's get started then. So this is. Episode 3, The Watcher in the Woods. The Watcher in the Woods. You almost whispered that, and you I, stepped all over my jam. Yeah, I was, I was gonna. Well, it was a very dark title, so like I was con- trying to give it a little to be bit more spooky. Yeah, but then I realized that I couldn't do the whisper because whisper was your thing, so I just <laughs> gave I up on it. Just started I doing just that one gave day. Up on it, yeah, I don't know. Um, so WTF? Why? Kevin's going out for a tank top walk. Oh no, it's a night run. As we certain, I mean, soon learn. No, we learn it later, but at the time we see him, he's just going, he, as far yeah. as we know, he's going for a tank top walk. That's what and I wrote. Jughead is having a real melodramatic, like, okay. Jughead is on point, this voiceover. Look, I don't want to nitpick this early on in both <laughs> the episode and in our episode, but the first thing he says is, though, says, all fairy tales have the same warning. That good children don't go in the woods alone. And I'm like, no, one fairy tale has that warning, I guess. Well, two, Goldilocks also goes into the woods, and that's how she finds the bears. I guess that's Goldilocks. But I think, I think the warning Snow of White Goldilocks is don't into- steal people's stuff. Snow White also goes into so, some woods. No, 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 Snow But not alone. She's and, with the woodsman. And, she, and going to woods alone saves her. Because the woodsman's like, go. She runs off into the woods, finds the dwarves, and is safe. That's true. The lesson of that fairy tale is don't eat apples that old ladies give you. Yeah, it, it's just it's just this dumb, wide sweeping thing where it's like all fairy tales are don't go in the woods. I'm like, what about Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty? What about Into the Woods? They all go into the woods. <laughs> I mean, that's not really a fairy tale. It's, it's a true. fairy. It's fairy tale adjacent. <laughs> what Little Mermaid? There's no woods in Little Mermaid. Yeah, the Snow Queen. Well, mountains are like woods. <laughs> Mountains are just tall woods. Sometimes there's trees on mountains until a certain point. Above the tree line. <laughs> All right. All right, so Kevin's out for a tank top walk, and then he meets another man. Who's wearing t- the exact same <laughs> outfit as him. For a second, I, I looked, thought I, he was looking at himself. I looked, I looked at him, I thought, like, oh, is, is, Kevin, is Kevin about to get it on with another Kevin? <laughs> is Kevin having a breakdown? Um, and then he, then like he just meets this guy in the woods, and they start making out. Because apparently, cruising is a thing that happens in Riverdale. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that in a little uh, bit. Yep. Um, yep. There, there's so much that goes on in this episode. I think we have to, as much as possible, try to like, just keep, say things. Like, I what's know what's happening in the episode because I have like a page of notes from before the credits. Well, and there's a bunch of things where I went back to an earlier thing and like mm-hmm. wrote it down. I'm like, wait, no, 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 like this. Uh, yeah. This is a weird episode. So but, in the next scene, Veronica's not allowed no, to talk no, to her dad. No, this hasn't, Aaron, hasn't ended yet. 
Oh, that's right. Right. The most important thing happens. <laughs> Kevin finds Moose and Midge. Because we were wrong. So so, Ke- so Kevin is making out. And I wrote down, I'm like, oh, God, is Kevin going to find another dead body while hooking up? <laughs> Jesus, Kevin, you need to stop. Luckily, Kevin responds appropriately to the sound of a gunshot and runs towards it. Unlike Archie Andrews, who ignores it to make out with his adult teacher. I mean, I don't know if running towards the gunshot is also... He's the, on the wrestling team, Kevin. And he wants to be on the wrestling team. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Kevin runs towards the, the gunshots, and then there's... Midge. M- and Midge comes running at him. We thought that she would be dead. For sure be dead, but it turns out the moose just shielded her with his massive body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, right now all we know is that she, she like, sh- like shouts, and she hugs um, Kevin, and then we cut over to Veronica, who has her own... Who is not allowed <laughs> to talk to her dad. Yeah, Hermione... Hermione... Hermione's super uneven this episode. Yeah. She's, like... Everywhere. Yeah, so in this one, she she's, like... Like, like, Veronica wants to go talk to her dad in the study. There's this whole thing about Veronica's not Not allowed allowed in the study. The study's in the penthouse they've been living in alone. Yeah. Veronica, I... No, just walked in there. Oh, absolutely. So it's not about the room. It's about seeing her dad in the room, I guess. she's not allowed to see her dad. And then they fight over who's going to give him tea. And then he opens the door and it's like, hey, don't be crazies. Hi, Veronica. Yeah. And then Veronica's like, I want friends over to watch The Bachelorette. That's essentially the thing. And Hermione doesn't even want her to... I don't know what Hermione I don't know what Hermione's motivation is. (laughs) She doesn't have one. So, <laughs> so this is when we discover only Moose got shot. Yeah. Because. And also, and also he's in the hospital and not dead. I, okay, because Reggie comes running in and all of the football guys are already very dirty. And Archie's <laughs> like, hey, Captain, when are we going to start practice? Where's the coach? We, we already put all our stunt dirt on. And then Reggie is like, um, there will be no practice as Moose has been shot. And then Archie's like, everyone, come and listen to this news that maybe they wanted to be private. Gather around. Um, well, he has to tell everyone there's no... Uh, no practice. practice thing. But no, he does say that Moose is in the hospital. Yeah. He was shot a bunch of times. And my first thought was like, this is the worst killer ever. Oh, he's so bad at he's, it. <laughs> he shot at three people and he's killed none Zero. of them. And in fact, all of them have recovered with astonishing speed. <laughs> Amazing speed. He shot Luke Perry Andrews point blank. Like, at least with Moose, he, he was, also, like, moving no, about. No, he and also there was... shot them point blank, Aaron. If you, He puts his hand in the window and fires. Was he looking? Yes. Or was he busy being like, hmm? <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that, like, because remember, the last episode ends with him in the car. Right. I'm just, he... I just mean at least Moose was moving. Like, Luke Pierre Andrews was. Well, okay. Can we... But I guess Archie dove in front of him. That had to have thrown off his aim. Yeah, no. So he shoots Moose a bunch of times. And we actually seen that episode. He, what happens in the last episode is that he fires in the car, we see blood splatter, and then we see him walk away all coolly. And I'm like, you... You (laughs) You checked nothing! You did nothing! You just fired into the car a bunch of times and didn't... Is he not trying to kill people? Because guess what? I've been hearing a lot about Son of Sam recently, because two of the podcasts (laughs) I listen to have covered him. Yeah? I mean, they covered him like a month and a half ago, but I'm very behind on my podcasts. Yeah. And Son of Sam, like, many of his people survived. Yeah. But he shot both of them. Yeah. Well, I saw... Well, I was thinking of, like, Zodiac, where he also would go up to people on, like, Lover's Lane. Mm -hmm. By the way, this is Zodiac. Or Son of Sam. Son of Sam also sent creepy letters, too. Okay. So, I mean, so, yeah, it's a a thing. Um, Me and Aaron have both different (laughs) serial killers. It's also like the Axeman, except that this guy hasn't tried to tell. Actually, let's be clear. This is not a serial killer. He's He's killed one one person. He shot three. He's just a bad dude. Yeah, he's a serial attempted murderer. Well, he needs to, you know what? He needs one of those bows. He's good at killing people with cello bows. (laughs) It's true. Uh, um, Off to the hospital, I guess? Not yet. First, they go into the student lounge, where Archie then tells the rest of his friends. Because Ethel's in the hallway. Yeah. We see Ethel. We walk past Ethel, and we're like, huh, that's going to mean something. Who's she talking to? What's she talking about? No? I thought she was saying something. She's not much. Like, not significant. But Archie walks past Ethel into... Because we hear Kevin's voiceover about what he saw. Yeah. Before we see Kevin. Right. And Veronica immediately makes this all about herself. Because she really needs everyone to come over to her house to watch The Bachelor. Because her dad never gets to meet her friends. Yeah. Here's here's the weird thing, though. Like, in some way, she's right. Because she's like, hey, we're... Like, hey, you know, this happened. And they're fine. And, like, we can come over for Bachelor night. And Jughead's like... 
you want us to have Batch Night with a killer out there? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. This no, is you actually, should, this has yeah. been our message all along. Yeah, no, you should definitely sell that Batch Night. Like, to be fair, I think Veronica's <laughs> just like, why aren't we talking about me? Yeah. But, I mean, she's doing it in the right way. This entire scene, like, when we see them all doing their stuff is it's funny. Very, it's <laughs> funny. Very, yeah, it's, it's funny, and it's good, and it's very teenage. Well, it also has this bit where, like, Kevin's talking about what's going on, and, and, and Archie is like, what were you doing out there that land night? <laughs> Kevin's like, I was jogging. And I'm uh, like, he says, I was night jogging, was as you do. And I was like, Archie does night jog. Well, well I know here's the thing, though. And then afterwards, Archie's like, yeah, but was your shirt on or off? Exactly. If <laughs> your shirt's on, it's not a night was, jog. Would you, yeah, if your shirt's on, then you're cruising. But if your shirt's <laughs> off, it's a night jog. It's very complicated, but that's There's how it works. There's a lot of rules. Then the football players come and are like, Archie, let's go to the hospital. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. Football players love hospital. Well, I mean, Archie's very, very worried about this because he's – Apparently genre savvy. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's clearly the same person. I'm like, you have no... You have no reason to believe that. But we know you're right because we know what's <laughs> because actually going on. Because he's a robot. The synapses are going. You know, and Jughead needs to go see his spear counselor. So. Because Jughead, I guess, doesn't go to Riverdale High anymore. Well, remember, he got transferred. Yeah, but he has never been back to that school since he got transferred. <laughs> I know, Aaron. Until today. It's dumb. <laughs> he's Good. hanging out at the school in the middle of the day. Yeah, he is failing his so, new school. So... Well, no, but he he has to go over there for he calls it like peer counseling. Like, it's a tour. He's getting but a tour. He's already started school there because remember his friends like ran to him in the middle of the day and he was just like hanging out with friends. I'm really confused by how this transfer is working. Also, it's very bad. Uh, oh, and then Cheryl's real creepy. Yeah. So Betty and um, well, uh, Kevin Ke- start to walk down the hallway. Yeah, and and Kevin admits to Betty that he was cruising essentially. Yeah. Um, the, and here's the thing: I'm going to say I'm not gay, so I don't. Just the concept of a bunch of just like, but just dozens of men just walking the woods. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know, I know that happens in like big cities like New York. There are specific yeah. places where you go if you just want to hook up and have casual sex. Yeah, and I, there are places where straight people do that too. Like it is known. Well, because that's a club. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't understand why this is happening in Riverdale. Yeah. I also understand why it's happening. In the creepiest woods there is. Also, there I'm, is a gay club in Riverdale. We, they have gone there already. Yeah, well, and he mentioned he mentioned there's a gay club in Riverdale. So, so, so his the, the, whole storyline is like, I can't find love the way you can. This is all I have, and I'm like, that's not accurate. And we also never see Riverdale as being homophobic. No, like everyone is super accepting of it, considering the fact that there's at we see at least five different men just. Chilling wander, out just in chilling this out woods. Just Foxwoods, I think it's called? Yeah. Yeah, Foxwoods. I don't know. It's not I don't want to talk about too much because I'm Kevin, not gay. You know. I know. I think Kevin is just very wounded by the fact that Moose does not love him. That's the crux of this yeah. storyline. But and the, he's taking dangerous behavior because yeah. he wants to be loved. Yeah, he's doing, the, he's doing Twilight. Yeah, But he is incorrect. Like, that is not <laughs> the only place he can find love. Stop going to the woods, you dummy. Go to the gay club. But... <laughs> but you're right because in the middle of the scene and there's a music I had to stop rewind and there's a music beat Cheryl appears behind them <laughs> and just, and just walks for a little bit there's no like no indication that she's there they don't notice her she doesn't say anything yeah. they don't follow Cheryl at the end of the scene she's just there well, she, between she them. turns around and goes back the way she came <laughs> from and then she's in focus and gives this little like smirk thing and I'm like what? what, <laughs> what was that? why did that happen? You know what? They don't really explain it. Oh, wait. And also in this episode, Betty calls Grinder Grindum. Yes. Which, which, here's the thing. Is that like another knockoff thing like Sleuthster? Where, there, where there's a Riverdale-specific... Grinder? Yeah, which is called I Grindum. also think... I don't think she's saying The Bachelor. I thought she was saying The Watchler. The Bachelorette. Oh, yeah. I, I still don't think she's saying yeah. Bachelorette. Well, there, here's the thing. I think she's saying Bachelorette. <laughs> There's a few times in this episode where someone says either the name of something and they mumble it. And I'm like, <laughs> are you trying to hide what it is? Because also, like, yeah. I, I re- once again, I rewind it. I'm like, is she saying Grindem? <laughs> Couldn't you just find out Grindem like everyone else? I'm like, Grindem's not the name. Are you know how to say Grinder? Or is it funny because she's so out of it that she's like, you know, Grindem. <laughs> Grind them. That's no, the app, right? No, I, like the, I like there's a Riverdale specific <laughs> app. In our world, there is. <laughs> and but yeah, there's also um Veronica who's like, I wanna come over for the Bachelorette. <laughs> and you're like, Are you saying Bachelorette? We're gonna watch Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. And later um Hiram introduces himself and when he does, he goes, Hi, oh, just call me. <laughs> 
I'm like, I was like, no, we need to, we need you to do? say your name so we know how to say it properly. Like, why aren't you committing? Why is no one committing to their Maybe lives? he also doesn't know how to say Hiram. And he's like, is it Hiram or Hiram? Oh, no. My name is Hiram. <laughs> Um, uh, so at the hospital, we learn that people recover very quickly. Oh from yeah, no, shots. Moose is like okay. Moose was shot more times than than, than, <laughs> uh, than Luke Perry was, and he's and just like sitting up like, in his like, bed. Hey, what's up, man? I got some pudding. Yeah, I'm doing great. Look how I have no bandages on my body. Yeah, <laughs> but he was sh- okay. He was he shot was like, three fuck, times yeah, at least. Yeah, at least three times. It's yeah. Yeah. But yeah. The, the point of the scene is that Archie's, like, interrogating him, trying to be like, okay, this is something that bugged me the last episode, and it's bugging me a lot more now. Okay. They're being very insistent that it was not a ski mask. It was a hood. Here's the thing. No 15-year-old kid, no 25... Me. me. When I see I would, the mask. I, I would not call that a hood. Because here's the thing. He, they're, they're right. They're right as a hood. And what they're trying to do, I think, is draw a parallel in the audience between him and an executioner hood. Mm. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. No one in 2017 would call that a hood. They say it's a mask or it's a makeshift ski mask. What they they, should do is make it more of a hood. Yeah, if it was actually a hood, Mm -hmm. like the one that flips up, because that's what we think of when we think of hood. And you know, I would be fine if it was a hood that flips up and like flips up too far and falls over the face. That's cool and creepy. Do that. And also, (laughs) it'd be the equivalent of them saying like, he wasn't wearing a mask. He was wearing a cowl. But what? 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 Why? Why? You're 15. Exactly. He wasn't wearing a tie. He was wearing a cravat. Yeah, that is the that is the exact equivalent of this is. So yeah. the fact that they're so insistent that it's like, no, it wasn't a ski mask. It was a hood. I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. Sure. They have a moment where Archie asks about the eyes. This is a big thing. Mm-hmm. And we get another one of those overdramatic things where Mitch is like, there was nothing there. He had the devil's eyes. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> is that something that people say though from like Son of Sam or Zodiac or something? I, well, no, it, it's it's. I mean, it's, it's very melodramatic. It feels like another like melodramatic. Like I bet if we saw the previews, because we didn't watch them. Yeah, but if we saw the previews, that line would be in there. It's like that this body has a touch of evil, That's or right. the angel of death has come to town. It's another one of those things. We should have watched the previews. Yeah. Uh, All right, Jughead. So, Jughead, so resentful of his school. And like, look, to be fair, this school is over prison. the top. It's yes. prison. Okay, I I understand there is great disparity disparity yeah. in the world. I we're we live in Alberta, and Alberta has the greatest disparity of out of any province in Canada. We're on par with like certain places in the states mm-hmm. where like the rich are crazy rich in Alberta yeah. with their oil money. Yeah, and our poor are very. Yeah. You know, scraping by, below minimum wage, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I understand this disparity is a thing. This disparity in this very small town in Maine yeah, the amount, is insane. The amount of difference for these schools, like these two schools, which have to be like... Across a river from each other. Yeah, they're not like that far from each kilometers. other. you Because this, this is introduced as prison. Jughead goes in, there's a mail detector, um, which, I, which schools do have. Yeah, that's the thing now. Yeah. Um, but like, he, you know, he has to do all that thing. The guy's there very mean. Uh, and then he meets Tony Topaz. Yes. Who's his tour guide effectively. But also a snake. Also a snake. And then they also have their own paper, which is the red and black. <laughs> which I thought was so funny. But the red and black was shut down because this school only cares about drugs and gangs. Yeah. Which, and, oh, we learned the actual name of the drug. It's not Jiggle Juice. It's Jingle Jangle. Which it's is just dumber. as dumb. Maybe dumber. <laughs> which we see the kids doing. And once again, it just comes in a... In, it's just an ingestible drug. In the hallways. They're just down in those pixie sticks and, of and drugs. It's not... It's not me clear to us what this drug is. And I know we don't even know the specifics of it. But I would like to know... Is, is it, it like a, hal- a? Is it an upper? Is it hallucinogenic? Yeah, like like what like, is it? What is the point of like, it? The fact that they're just doing it in the hallway, just randomly, I'm like, well, then what is its? What is its thing? Its thing. What is the? the it's got to be an upper, right? Like it has I to mean, be like Adderall be. or something. Listen, it's just crushed up Adderall because <laughs> once again, they're ingesting it, and that's yeah. not a common way to do. You can't just drugs. eat heroin. <laughs> yeah, like usually you're. Either smoking it to get into your lungs or you're, mm. like, like injecting it. To absorb quicker. But just eating something is a lot closer to a prescription pill than, like, a hard... I guess it's, like, speed, essentially. Can you eat speed? Speed's a pill. There's a pill. Yeah. All right. I don't know. There's also ecstasy. Like, yeah, there which are, is a hallucinogenic. Like, there are pills. But for some reason, the, the idea of this just being a powder, they're just like, yeah. <laughs> like, just what like, I this, can't. What is this doing? 
Um, um, and then I'm still, I don't understand his transfer to the school, okay, so like, but we so, don't need to yeah, belabor so like, that point. Go to the cafeteria. Where she gives, she gives him a Mean Girls style overview no, of the different no, tables in the no, cafeteria. No, 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 she doesn't, Aaron. She gives him a prison style overview because that's what Mean Girls was referencing. Yeah. Was the scene in prison where, where, where they're like, yeah, those are the Nazis and those are the Black Panthers and those are the whatever. But you know thing. that the audience who is watching the show is going to be like, ooh, Mean Girls. <laughs> oh, dark Mean Girls. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So Oz. Uh, oh, the there's, there's chain link fences in the cafe. Yeah. It makes no... Why are they there? Sorry, cafeteria. What is happening? Why is there chain link fences in there? What like, is this cafe? What is the set dressing of this? Do they have to just lock off half of the... This is essentially the school from, um... Oh, Captain, my captain. I mean, later we see the school with, with um, a, uh... <laughs> Dipo Society? Isn't that Oh, Captain, my captain? No, yeah, but I don't... Okay. No, that that's a private school, Aaron. It's like a rich, fancy private school. Then I'm thinking of the um, American Dad episode where the kid is in the um, – or not American Dad, Family Guy, Brian goes to teach, the kid is in a cage. Well, no, that's the – um, uh, uh, I just want to reach these kids She's thing. blonde. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. I can't remember. There's a few that, are, that are like minds. Dangerous Minds. I think it's Dangerous Minds. Anyway, this is like a – when you see a stereotype of, like, Detroit in the mid-90s, yeah. that's this school. Yeah, this school is – it's everything that you think it would be. And they're also – she's very big that, like, since he's FP's son – so FP is not the leader of the Serpents, but he's huge with them. Like, he was – I feel like there's this whole thing where, like, he was the leader, but then he stepped down, just like Tony and West Side Story. Yeah, I guess it had But to. he's still, like, the toughest dog, just like Tony and West Side Story. I don't know. It, I don't know. The entire scene is just, it's, 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 it's a prison. The, it's school's a prison. A prison. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's the same school they shoot the rest of the things in. But it's just done they, up differently. But they just like, you know, lower the lights. Chain, there, chain link. There's a moment when, when Jughead is leaving that there is a gate behind him that yeah. has this school of lies on it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so Archie Andrews and his dad have a little scene where he asks his dad for a gun. But what was most important to me is Archie Andrews got a new dye job. I wrote that down. I said Archie got his hair dye redone. <laughs> his hair is glowing like the sun in this yeah, it's, scene. Yeah, it's it's back. Um, uh. so, Ver- oh, we're at the Bachelor at night. Veronica wants to invest in her and all of her friends getting private security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she mentions as like when... When I was young, and there's cul-de-sac, and they hired security guards, and I'm like, "What the hell?" Great, and that makes Archie have an idea. I am the security guard. <laughs> well, and then it's then it's even like shoved in more because Hiram comes in. Well, sorry, 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 no. comes in, <laughs> um, and he lectures the kids on how vigilanteism is cool. Yeah. He's like, "I couldn't help overhearing. I think it's good that you want to tackle these issues." There's something insane about a man that a rich grown- just being like, "What if you just go out there and fight people?" Right? <laughs> you got to be a man in the world. You know what you need? What do you need to do? Fight for yourself. Anyway, I'm rich somehow. We're again. going to the club, and I'm like, "What club are you members of? What is this town? Weren't you? Just- what is this town? Remember in the OC when Jimmy didn't even go to jail, but and just they all like hated him. Yeah, but just like was. <laughs> In, which is just a, in, ostracized. Ostracized for his little bit of his little bit of embezzlement. Yeah, he actually went to jail. Hiram went to jail and because of his just, massive embezzlement. But everyone's just sort of chill with him. You know, he's cool. Whatever. He's at Doug Club. Uh, yeah. Know. Anyway. But then Archie, he apparently agrees, and he goes through the shed to get his gun. Is it the same garage set as before? Why are there drums? Archie doesn't play drums. I don't know. Okay. Credits! <laughs> oh, yeah. It took us this long, and it's finally the credits. I made a note, because I was like, oh, my... And then I checked, and I was like, it's only been 10 minutes, but I have a page of notes. <laughs> a page! Okay. Uh, um, so... Hermione crazies it up. Yeah, because Veronica... Sorry, Hiram invites Archie over for dinner. Yeah. And then Hermione's like, you shouldn't push this dinner thing. And Veronica's like, I didn't. Dad did. And then Hermione's like, don't be so thirsty. You know what bugs me a lot about this scene? It's played the exact same way another show would portray jealousy. Yeah. It feels like Hermione is jealous. That Hiram Hiram likes his daughter. Hiram likes his daughter. Which 
is I insane for so many reasons. And I don't think it is. I think she's worried about how, what Hiram can do. Yeah, which doesn't make sense for what, how she was last episode. And or how she when, is this episode, or even. in the first episode when, when she was like, and she drank your crystal. It's like, you what? I know. <sighs> I don't know. It's, it's like she doesn't want Veronica to be nice to him. He doesn't want him to... I don't know. She wants like. only problems in her family. There's like... A, a teeny scene. A teeny scene where the Coopers get... A murder package. <laughs> it's a manila envelope that has Cooper scrawled and across it's it. And crumpled up. Yeah. Like, and, it's all caps. And Betty and ben, just like drops it next to her mom. Yeah, mom. Actually, we don't see it first. She drops it and her mom's like, what's that? And Betty's like, I don't know. I found it on the porch. And then the camera pans down and it shows it. And the mom doesn't open it immediately. She gets back to work. I'm like, if I saw that on the porch, I would throw it across the lawn. Yeah, no one's looking at that. Because his anthrax were a bomb. I am setting that on fire. <laughs> uh, so um, Archie Andrews calls the football team and Dilton Doily together to start his vigilante justice. Oh, yeah, no, he starts the fear speech. He's like, we are under attack and we must protect ourselves. I'm like, this is how dictators start. <laughs> and it works. Oh, Robo Archie. Oh, no, that's well, I mean, the football team wants people to hit. <laughs> that's and, true. And Dilton's like, what if you run into the killer? And, and Archie's like, we'll call the cops? Yeah, because he's like, like, Dilton wants to kill him. And Archie's like, no, no weapons. But what? Archie knows he doesn't need a weapon. So he calls them the Red Circle, which is because he saw the comic book. Yeah. Red Circle. And the the fact of him pulling out a gun looking at the comic book, I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I, I here's the thing. I think the idea was that is what convinces him not to use the gun. Because he thinks about how superheroes are. Don't use guns. Yeah. But the problem is that we don't really see that transfer. Instead, the connection I got was like, ah, yes, superheroes <laughs> who are known for using guns. <laughs> But anyway, everyone's on board with being the Red Circle. They're going to start their patrols. I mean, those football guys just want to beat people yeah. up. They just need to get out some of their aggression. Yeah. So this is the teacher we're talking about. This is this is the teacher who wants to just reach these kids. And none of the kids are interested except for Jughead Jones, who is a brown noser. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he asks, like, hey, why is Fahrenheit 951, like, important? And Jughead just, like... It's, like, silent forever. And then he's like, oh, oh, well, my there's God. There's one that he gets, like, angry and walks out. And, <laughs> and Jughead's just finally like, oh, my God, really, guys? It's because of this. Yeah. And then <laughs> then the teacher says to him, welcome to hell. And I'm like, oh, g- You're like, good. good. So Jughead goes up to the teacher. He wants to restart the red and black. Yeah. yeah. The teacher's like, hmm, we'll see. These kids are only interested in drugs and gangs. And Jughead's <laughs> like, I was on a newspaper. <laughs> He's like, well, let me see your work. Great. All right. Uh, so we learned that Kevin went cruising in the woods Again. again? Uh, and Cheryl is creepy. He's dropping to that conversation <laughs> yeah, again. <laughs> Cheryl's there again. She's just been stalking them. And, and Betty keeps being like, Kevin, you can hook up with guys, but it is dangerous to go into the woods by yourself yeah. with a serial killer on the loose. <laughs> don't do what you're doing. <laughs> like, Meet guys differently. <laughs> because the way you're doing it right now is the worst time to do it, especially right now. Because people are getting murdered in the woods. And then Cheryl comes over and she she's... She doesn't know Kevin. Let's be clear. She yeah, has, she does not know this man. Because she's like, ah, uh, Prim and Proper has a sex drive. I'm like, literally, he's really? The, like, really? Really? He is he, the most sexual of any of the characters. Like, I guess because, Cheryl, you have never had a conversation with him or shared a scene with him, I think, <laughs> other than when – was he there this, when she committed suicide? Uh, like, just, no? just, just pulling her out of the water. I don't think so. Hmm. Because I, I know eventually that became her, Betty, and Veronica. But yeah. I don't know. And then she starts like, oh, also we learned that Kevin got hot. So <laughs> literally every character on this show got, got hot this year. Just got like, Because during the first episode, we find out that Cheryl used to tell Betty she was too fat to be a cheerleader. So, so, so hold on. So last year, I like to imagine that all these kids looked like 14-year-olds. Looked like, or 12-year-olds. They were like little kids. And then over the summer, summer, they all became 22. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And and that's what made Luke Barry be like, I gotta update Archie. These kids just popped up like weeds. I didn't know it would happen like this. Dang. And then she just like, like, this scene is so weird because Cheryl is taunting Betty, but she's just stating facts. And Betty's like, okay. Sure. Thanks, Cheryl. All right. Bye. Sounds good. Bye. So, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. 
Uh, I'm going to assume this, that we're going to be talking a lot in this episode, so this is probably not even be the middle of the episode. But what are you drinking? Uh, today, I am drinking a can of wine. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned something new today. I just thought that was... <laughs> A soda? I thought it, I did not think it was wine. Oh yes, because it popped open with a pop top. Yep, or it was fizzy. A tab, a tab. Yeah, yep. it's a little bit fizzy. Yeah. Yep. It is a Jacob's Creep. Nope. Jacob's, <laughs> Jacob's Creek. Creek. I'm stuck in the show. Moscato. It's deliciously refreshing frizzante style wine, delicately spritzed with the vibrant sherbet flavors, balanced with a lively and soft fruit sweetness. I know, I saw it at the store and I was like, I need wine in a can. Wine in a can? It was like $4. It was not a good value. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a very big can. No. But the novelty <laughs> was good. And yeah. I picked it up and the guy was like, oh, did, you, did you just pick that wine up? And I was like, yes. And he was like, the price. It, the price isn't right. That's not a damaged can. It's a wine can. And I was like, yeah, I saw the wine can price. And he was like, well, I mean, it's near the damaged cans. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the damaged right. cans are like a dollar. Yeah. And that's, not, and that's not wine for a dollar. No. Some dollar wine. Oh, the States and their dollar wine. <laughs> wine from a juice box. Wine from a uh, carton. Just from a, just pop, pop the keg tap. Yeah. 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 But this is a can of wine. A can of wine. The first sip was disgusting, but it has grown on me. <laughs> Kevin, would you like some of this canned wine? I don't want canned wine. All right. Yeah. So Veronica really wants Archie to come over because she wants Hiram to be a dad. Yes. Yeah. And Archie tries to be like, oh, I'm pretty busy. And she's like, no, my <laughs> plot comes first. <laughs> she's like, I'm sort of going through some stuff. No. <laughs> and you know what? Archie needs a break from prowling the streets. Yeah. So. I mean, like, yeah, no, this will be good for him. Going yeah. out, even, even though it will 100% end poorly. Yep. Which, it, uh, it's weird. It's weird. We'll get to that. Then so, we discovered that the Coopers opened the murder envelope. Because of course... Because yes. of course they did. And, well, They're newspaper men. But the fact is that Betty had to go to school and then come home means either they were they didn't open it until just about she got to get home, or they've been sitting Looking there it. for... I'm confused what's in it. Oh, no, I, wait, I actually know what's it's in it. It's a so. letter, and then it's Fred Andrews' yeah. wallet. I was confused why it was so thick, but I got it yeah. now. So, yeah, it's a letter from the killer. Who has named himself. <laughs> Specifically, the one killer. He killed one thing. Yes. And he's named himself the Black, Black Hood. Hood. I'm like, ah, so, and he wrote the paper. He wrote a real creepy Zodiac, Son of Sam, Axe of New Orleans style letter where yeah. he is a reckoning. He is going to take the sin out of Riverdale. Yeah. So we learn a little bit about, we learn a bunch about him. Okay. About him when he says he shot the adulterer, he's that on... still drives me crazy because Luke Perry Andrews was legally separated from his wife. Well, is he talking? Well, no, here's the thing. Is he up? Yeah, it's whether you shoot. It's clearly not real, right? Yeah, it's not. Okay, well, let's let's explain what's what's going on. So, I mean, we see the red circle putting up posters for this entire thing, mm-hmm. but we hear that essentially the Black Hood is there's a certain name for this kind of serial killer, but he's like a moralist, like yeah. he's a crusader. He's, he's trying to take the sin out of the city. Yeah, he's punishing the people he thinks are bad. So he says that he shot the adulterer, he killed the child predator. True. He he shot the teens who were doing drug and sex. Yeah. Uh, and like my my thing about this most of all is that if if this is how it ends up being and it ends up actually just being a like a serial killer who's killing people because they're you sinful know, sinful why, I, I would hate that so why much. are you not shooting Hermione <laughs> yeah or Hiram yeah 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 or like <laughs> I don't know almost anybody yeah. really. But I'm sorry, Luke Perry Andrews does not count as an adulterer because he was legally separated from his wife. And I feel like there's some legal jurisdiction when someone's spouse is in jail. Yeah, it's... And I, well, got, this, I got the sense during season one, yeah. the first half, yeah. that Hermione was also going through the process of legally separating That's from That's what it Hiram. felt like, yeah. I felt like yeah. she was... Like, like the entire... Her entire point, her story, was them getting past Hiram. Yeah. Until it flipped. Until it flipped. Which is dumb. Um, but so, like, like, I, this I, I, seems this, reachy. Yeah, this feels like a, this feels like it's a masquerade. It feels like this yeah. isn't really yeah, yeah. what's happening. But here's the thing: if this isn't really what's happening, then why? Then why are you killing these people? Yeah, no. Then why is the letter being written? Because we, we, I think I'm gonna admit it was probably written by the guy because he had Miss Grundy's yeah, yeah. heart glasses and, and Luke Perry Andrews wallet. wallet. Yeah. So I think we can admit it was written, by, but then 
what is the plan then to make people think that you're shooting people or simple or and then you can shoot anyone you want <laughs> it's i don't know and guess what guys the mayor continues to be a terrible mayor I remember mean, when she didn't re she didn't want to reopen pops because she had to look after her city yeah and now she doesn't want to make her city aware of this well, manifesto, despite the fact that I think that the Coopers not printing it would open them up to be murdered. Well, I mean, yeah, here's the th- here's the thing. There's always this thing. I mean, you see it in all the times when the killer gives a letter to the press, mm-hmm. which is where they have to, like, decide, like, you know, do the whole print or not print it. Yeah. What bugs me a lot about this, so the mayor's like, I don't want to print it. Sheriff Keller somehow is the even-headed one in the scene. He's like, I want 24 hours to figure this out yeah. before you print it. And then Miss Cooper's like, guess what I did? I already did. And then then why are you there, Miss Cooper? If you already decided to print the letter, why are you in the mayor's office? She wanted to give them a heads up. No, she didn't care. There's no way she cared. I think she wanted them to know that it was coming out before I came out so they wouldn't be surprised <laughs> by it. I don't think she did. <laughs> Like, like, here's the thing. If they told, if they just told her, like, print it, she'd be like, well, she wouldn't be like, well, I already did. It's, it's. I don't know. It's a, it's a dumb contrived thing that she had already decided to print the letter and then went to the police about it. Well, it's the, it's the mindset. It's the mindset of like, I should probably tell the police. Oh, I should probably print it first. But that's, that's very Mrs. Cooper though. I guess. Like, she does what's best for her family, and then what's best for her community. I, I'm, so I, she did what was best for her family, she printed it, and then she was like, hmm, I guess I should let the people who manage the community know about I don't this know before if it comes what, out. If, I don't know if that's what's best for her family. If she doesn't print it, she's getting done murdered. Well, I mean, the the, the thing about when you when you got the um, the Zodiac, and I don't know if it's not a Sam, I know Zodiac at least, mm-hmm. he, he put in there that if not printed, he would kill, kill more. This guy, in his letter, he made no indication he was ever going to stop. He just said, he just, he wrote a manifesto and sent it out Mm -hmm. and then was, then like, that was his entire thing. With the past of serial killers we have in America. Yeah. I think it's a reasonable assumption to be like, I should protect my family by printing this. Yeah. It just seems seems to me like he's still, like, he he essentially admits in the letter, I'm going to keep killing people. Yes, but she has proved she is a good person by printing the letter. (laughs) Unless if it was a trick, Aaron, we and by the printing truth. the letter, she actually is a bad person. Don't worry, she's a witch. She's going to put out her witch powers and keep herself safe. Aaron, I watched Jigsaw, <laughs> and it was dumb yeah. with like some weird, dumb moral, it looks dumb, dumb stuff. Um, a friend of mine wanted me to see it, and I regret it. I've never it seen dumb. any Saw movie because they all look dumb. The first Saw movie was fine. <laughs> fine. Yeah, that's the best I can say. I don't like like. I'm a crazy person. I'm going to put people in my traps movies. The, I like like well, Supernatural or like psychological murderers. Yeah. The, I, so the first one fine because this felt more like a psychological murder mm. than the other ones which are just like, check out all these weird traps. And this most recent one is like, check out all these weird traps and nothing else makes any sense at all. <sighs> so the good teacher wants Jughead to write for the paper, but he also says to him, and also, don't do drugs. Or be in a gang. And I'm like, little do you know, Jughead leads a gang. Kind of? Sort of. He leads the teen component. He leads the teen gang. And sometimes the adult gang. He's an unwilling leader. <laughs> uh, so Sheriff Keller is really getting around this episode. Oh, he's being a sheriff. Yeah. He storms into Archie and he's like, don't start vigilante don't groups. Don't be a militia. Do it's absolutely insane. Mr. Weatherby. Mr. Weatherby is on Archie's side. He says it's a school sanctioned club. Which... No, he would never do that for two <laughs> reasons. I'm going to say the first one. I'm going to see if you can come up with the second one. Okay. The first one is that it doesn't seem Mr. Weatherby's character to be like, no, this is fine for these children to do. This is clearly a good thing for 15-year-olds should be in militia. The second reason is he doesn't want to expose his meth-dealing ways. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> well, I mean, but this way is covered up. That's true. He'll be like, there's no, there's no way that they could be, de- be dealing meth. They have a militia. <laughs> No, the second one is that there's no way a principal would say that. Because if these kids start beating people up... Yeah, then he has to take responsibility for it. culpable. He knows nothing about this other than the fact that it's a group called The Red Circle. Who who's said, like, if you get in trouble, call us. Yeah. I'm like, there's no school group in the world, principal in the world, who, who would be like, you know, this is, this is a sanctioned vigilante group. Seems good. Seems good. Like, I, 
what I would have liked if there was a follow-up scene where Mr. Weatherby talked to Archie and be like, Archie, Did- I think I think you're doing the right thing, but I want to make sure that you're doing it in the right way. Yeah, the, there's definitely a deleted scene in Yeah, this because Mr. Mr. Weatherby just looks at him and is like, <laughs> and then leaves. <laughs> like, this is... And we what? know Mr. Weatherby likes to have meeting, meetings with suitcases, yeah. briefcases, <laughs> in the middle of fields. Mr. Andrews, let's go talk in the middle of the football field. <laughs> um, so, apparently, they didn't convert the red and black room. They just shut it down. They shut it down. It's very <laughs> dusty. And it doesn't seem like the school does anything other than just shut things down. There's That's hallways that are just completely shut down. That's true. Like, ah. There was too much jiggle juice in this hallway. <laughs> jingle jangle. Jiggle juice was the precursor to jingle jangle. Uh, back when it was a uh, liquid that you exactly. would drink. In a can. No, screw it. It's a liquid that you snort. Because <laughs> this <laughs> drug is dumb. Oh, you do it like a neti pot. You right go over the sink and you drink that. And you just pour it in there. It's a neti pot based drug. <laughs> That's what jiggle juice is. Are you going to explain what a neti pot is to people who don't know what a neti pot is? A neti pot is used if you have sinus problems or allergies to clear out your airways. So you put um, salt water in the neti pot and you go to a sink and you sort of lean over the sink and you plug one nostril and then you put the neti pot contained elements in the other nostril and then you let it run out and then you do the same on the other side yeah so you're pouring liquid up your nostrils yes. <laughs> <laughs> letting it pour out yeah but in this case when it's in there that's how the drug gets into your system and then i mentioned eventually it moves up to like one of those glade air fresheners they, they just puff out and you get a little bit high yeah <laughs> i mean just put this on your on your glade air freshener and you'll fly with the dragons they say south high Southside High is bad, but really these kids are innovators. They're innov- they're, they're very good drug innovators, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Drughead wants to hire Tony Topaz to be his photographer. But in Storm Sweet Pea, a and baby serpent. Who gets very upset that Drughead does not want to hang out with him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, his feelings are very hurt. Yeah, he's like, he's like, hey Jughead, do you want to go to the quarry? And Jughead's like, not really. And he's like, what? You don't want to be a serpent then? And Jughead's like, uh, I mean. <laughs> I mean Jughead's like, yeah. But all he said was, I don't want to hang out with you. And Sweepy is like, what? My feelings. You don't want to be my friend? My emotions. <laughs> Thankfully, Tony Topaz is there, I guess, to protect him. Yeah, go over that. It's fine. So it turns out that Polly is worried that she's going to be murdered. And here's the thing. Yeah. She, no, no, yeah, absolutely. Like, she's 100% correct that this guy really is killing people based on moral basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to kill you. Yeah, so she's going to run away to a farm. The farm that she and Jace were going to go to. Yeah. Which yeah. is a dumb plan because this murderer has access to cars. Yeah, I mean, like, well, but does he care about once they leave? Yeah, he followed Miss Granny to Greendale. But it's very clear that it's just across a river. I don't think the farm's very far away either. I feel like once she, once she left, he might just be like, ah, no, never mind. <laughs> There's more sinners here. What about Mrs. Cooper instead? <laughs> she printed that letter I gave her. <laughs> oh, it was a test. That's a terribly irresponsible thing to do. Uh-huh. I thought I think Alice printed the letter because she agreed with it. She's like, there are a lot of sinners in this town. <laughs> the drugs! <laughs> Yeah, they, with their talk with... with the uh, jingle jangle. <laughs> Maybe you'll kill all the jingle janglers. <laughs> um, so Kevin and Moose have a little scene where they're sort of bonding, but yeah. then Kevin gets very upset. Moose is clearly in love with Kevin and yeah. clearly not ready. Well, can I say that, that like what I like about this? So in the first... Um, uh, season was very unclear. that like, We thought like, it could be potentially be that Moose is gay, but he, you know, pretending to be gay. I think he's bi. Yeah. Because he, he also clearly loves Mitch. Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing. He's just very, very torn about what yeah. to do. But he just wants to hang out with Kevin. Yeah. Kevin's like, I gotta go. And he's like, you can come back. Or you can hang out with me at another time. Or you don't have to leave. Yeah. And yeah. Kevin's like, my emotions. And I'm a lot... I would like to... I hope this is done well. Because I think it'll be interesting to see a story about a guy who is bisexual and is in love with his girlfriend but also is going through the emotions of being in love with a man so he has an interesting love triangle unlike this dumb jughead love triangle that they're setting up yeah we'll talk about that yeah uh so again hermione lodge is a real crazy i don't want to go into it she threatens her daughter again yeah she gives very like loose and weird she like, still doesn't want archie to come to, for dinner i'm trying to warn you i'm like well then just tell her just what you're warn warning her, you about you dummy. what's happening with this dumb family okay so uh reggie and archie go on patrol together 
Both this, of them did not follow this, the no this, weapons rule. This was this entire scene was just a collection of dumb. So Archie <laughs> has a bat, runs the car, and Reggie's like, I thought no weapons. And Archie says, and I quote, I've had this bat since I was 10. I'm like, that doesn't make it less of a weapon. It's still a weapon. And then, I've, I've had this gun since I was five. And then Reggie's like, look in the back seat. And, and he's got some tire irons. You know, he has... He has one of those cross tire irons, which seems like he's going to throw it like a glaive. <laughs> and he's like, going old school. Archie gives up this no weapon policy without a fight. No one no one challenges him. He's just like, hey, no weapons for you and, guys. Yes, weapons for me. Well, but then Reggie has a weapon and, he, and he's like, yeah, you know I was lying, right? <laughs> hey, we're best friends. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jughead gets to talk to Betty about how like how awesome he's like in doing like true crime essentially at yeah he's found the source of the Jiggle Jam which hold up Aaron there's another gang no Aaron Clifford Blossom was selling Jingle Jangle <laughs> I mean he was selling the stuff used to make the Jingle Jangle <laughs> Aaron Clifford Blossom <laughs> that wig wearing monster at some point in his life would have to be like. Well, you can use this to make yourself some jingle jangle. <laughs> and it turns out the other gang called the Ghoulies yes. is selling the jingle jangle because the serpents don't mess with hard they drugs. They don't mess with hard drugs. So what was Clifford selling? Heroin. He got, heroin. heroin. So this is a heroin-based jingle jangle? I guess. Which means people are just eating heroin. <laughs> I don't – maybe it's mixed with something. I don't understand I guess, why this I mean, is appealing. I guess that would do something to you if you were just eating heroin. Yeah, it would do uh, something. <laughs> so just the image of just like a, a ghoulie taking some heroin just be like, what happens if I eat this? Oh. oh. That's what happens. <laughs> I'm just eating some heroin. So, and then we learn that there is a love triangle between Jughead and Tony and Betty because yeah. everyone goes to the school at nighttime and both of the girls bring him teapots. Yeah, this bugs me. So I hate this trope so much. Mm-hmm. And you see it, I, I assume you hate it as well. All the time. Like, it's all the like, time. Like, I under- the good girl and the bad girl. The old life and the new well, life. Re- really, actually, what bugs me about it more than anything else is that it's... <laughs> Jughead can't just have a friend. No, I know. He can't, he can't, he can't just have a friend who's nice. And they have to set up. They'll be, and I understand it's a drama, which means that people not getting along is more interesting than people getting along. But if, I, but they always they always they always have whenever there's this, whenever there's like a relationship that's going on, they're like, well, what if we introduce someone else and he become and the guy becomes fr- or the girl? It sounds like yeah. girl, and they become friends with them, and then. They all have to like. Then they have to navigate those complicated waters. Like the OC, the OC did that, but it did it with (laughs) number one, the main character, and then number two, a guy who was clearly a supervillain. That's true. And I'm just gonna say, when I was in high school, I had a boyfriend. I also had tons of guy friends who I would hang out with one on one, and I had no thoughts of ever dating. Yeah, and here's the thing: I'm fine. If they want to introduce a character to, like, put conflict in the Jughead and Betty relationship, because that's good. I wish they also introduced Tony as just a separate character. Yeah. That she was just like, hey, this is Jughead's friend at that school. And you know what? And here's another girl. Or she still could have introduced conflict by being like, but you need to be with the South Side. You need to do South Side things. Yeah. and it was actually a pull between his two yeah. different lives, but not a pull between two girls. Yeah, it says going to be two girls who represent two yeah. different lives. Also, I don't. Yeah. Why are all these dummies hanging out at the school at like ten o'clock at night? Which apparently you shouldn't do unless if you have a weapon. Yeah. Great. Which which here's the, here's, the, here's what I'm going to say. That doesn't make sense. None of these kids want to be in that school. They would leave immediately. Exactly. They're not going to be. They're there. They're not hanging around the school at late at night, stabbing people. Yeah. Unless they're doing drug deals. Yeah. For jingle jangle. So Hiram threatens Hermione in, like, a very minor way that's basically just like, hey, stop making problems in this house. Yeah, Hiram Hiram, Hiram says that he can hear everything, apparently. He says that sound in the house carries. I think he bugged the house. I think so, I think in his study he has... well, I mean, later he's watching YouTube. He's got security cam that he's just, like, watching and listening to all the time. And that's why no one's allowed in there. Yeah, so he's threatening. He's, he does the thing where it's, like, he's, you know, zipping up Hermione. But he's also being like, hey, you won't turn Veronica against me. And But he never asks, 
why do you want to turn our daughter, <laughs> daughter against, against her me? Father. Like, I thought you were on my side. And also, Hermione's been super against Veronica. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is... Um, then I thought Cheryl was into Kevin because she watched him leave. <laughs> she she watched him, watches him go cruising and, and she's, she's like smug hmm. about it. She calls him a, a compulsive piece of trash. A beautiful compulsive piece of trash. Yeah. I don't know what she's doing. Yeah, she's doing okay, so this next bit is super, ra- like things are just rapid fire. We're just going to say things like I don't even think we can make goofs because it goes so fast. All right. So we see Ethel walking down the street. Jughead is at the red and black. Uh, a car is trying to run down Ethel. Uh, Archie and Reggie are cruising for a bruising. They get a phone call from Ethel. We, yeah, we know it's from, they yeah. don't say it, it's clearly it's from clearly. Ethel. <laughs> um, Jug, or Reggie spins that car around. Yeah. Kevin's cruising in the woods. Or no, he's not even cruising. He's sitting on a bench he's, listening he's, to his iPod. Yeah, he's, I thought he was actually going for a jog this time. Yeah. Um, but Kevin sees two tough dudes walk by and he no, decides. No, are two guys who are hooking up. Well, and he, he's lonely and sad. So he follows them. <laughs> I don't then, know how cruising then works. Then he runs into Betty um, and Cheryl. Uh, yes. Yes. Because yeah. Cheryl snitched on him. Real bad. Cheryl called up Betty? Yeah. To... No, the best thing about the scene, Cheryl mentions Dark Betty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cheryl knows about Dark Betty. And Kevin goes on this whole rant about how he's like, you can do whatever you want. You can be Dark Betty. You can do this. You can do that. I can't. And I'm like, but there's a gay club and apparently there's like a massive population of gay guys in this town. So yeah. just get on grind them. Yeah. I like, understand. Like, the town does not seem homophobic. I understand you're upset about Moose and so you're lashing out, but like, calm yourself yeah. down, 15 year old. Be less 15. And I understand naturally there would be less gay people than straight people in a small town. Mm-hmm. But. Then it works. Um, but like, and also... Betty's thing, okay, he's going alone into the woods where two people were shot, and Jason Blossom disappeared in those woods. Yep. So, and is walking up to men he doesn't know. Yeah, and they were shot by a guy who judges people based on their quote-unquote sins. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. Wor- worry Come is on. apt. Worry is apt, Kevin. Worry is apt. Worry is accurate. <laughs> Um, uh, so then Archie, um, and Reggie, Archie and Reggie find Ethel. They see the van speed away, but they can't catch up to it. Yeah. Ethel talked about how it circled them a few times. Yeah. But she's okay. Yeah. And then Jughead, because he's a dummy and doesn't realize he can work from home, is at the school too late and gets beat up by mm, someone. Yes. I'm going to guess the serpents. Yeah. I think we're supposed to think it's the ghoulies. I'm going with the serpents. Yeah. It's going to be a reveal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do, do you want... So this, this episode brought something – not this episode. This scene brought something to my attention, which is that I hate this entire episode because the lighting was super dark. Mm-hmm. Like n- nobody turned on a dang light. This in, Like when you're at the um, the, the, the Lodge's house, when you're at um, – Okay, really well, high. I'm just going to say the Lodges are only allowed to by candlelight. And I sincerely doubt the Jughead has access to light switches in that high school. No, no, Those no. Those are no. definitely kept in cages. No, no, no. Aaron – the reason I bring this, I mean, I went to the other high school. Oh, okay. At the good high school, it's All also right. dark. It's also dark in the in uh, that uh, the Andrews house is dusty everywhere. The reason I brought this up is because in this episode, he's walking through the dark hallway, and then the lights go out, which means the lights weren't out, <laughs> which means it's just that dark. Well, I mean, it is a bad school. It is a bad school. <laughs> Light itself is not cannot get past the metal detector. No, no, I can't. Uh, so Luke Perry Andrews gives Archie, like, a fairly logical warning that's, like, stop going out and looking for trouble. Yeah. Well, he also warns him and about... And then he warns um, Archie about Hiram and actually is like, he's a dangerous man. And Archie's like, no, don't worry. I'm not going to hurt Veronica. Even if we break up, I'll be good. And Luke Perry Andrews is like... <laughs> that's not the point I'm making. No, the, what I'm saying is it doesn't matter if you're good. He's yeah. just going to yeah, feel what he wants. Yeah, he'll make his options. Yeah. Uh, Jughead... Apparently told Betty that he fell off his motorcycle. motorcycle. But Tony knows what's up. Because I guess he told he told Tony, or or did I think Tony just figured it out? Yeah, yeah. She just showed up and was like, "Ha!" She showed up and was like, "Those are fist marks." I know those. I know those. Those are fists. That's not. That's not what I fell off my bike onto a fist. That's what happened. Um. So, uh, oh, Archie is fifteen. (laughs) <laughs> and Hiram Lodge offers him rum. Hey, and Veronica's very excited about it. Would you like to get some rum from my study? 
And Archie's like, oh. 15 year old. And then Veronica's like, oh, yes, he would. Yeah. And so they go off to the study to have man time. <laughs> then Hermione's drunk. She is drunk and she is turned into Cassandra from Greek mythology. <laughs> you found, you're trying too hard. You're... you're being a princess, but the king's always going to put the king's opinions first. I got wanted, I kind just wanted Veronica to be like, Mom, go to bed. No more wine for you. <laughs> no, just like t- take her glass away from her. This once again, this is what I mean by it sounds like a jealousy thing. It sounds like she's jealous of some something thing. I don't know. Polly uh, runs away. Yes, so I have. There's, yeah. It's a very touching scene. Um, it's very heartfelt. It's very nice because mm-hmm. you know she was gone for so long. But and Betty got her back. Yeah, but... as much as I hate to say it, yeah, maybe like. Police protection would have been better, but leaving the town's not a bad idea if a guy's going around who's killing people. Yeah, exactly. For their sins. So I don't know. Um, Hiram has a creepy painting of Veronica. No, the guy you also agree it's creepy. Yeah. It is over his desk and it's real creepy. And it does not keep him honest, like he said. No. 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 Because he threatens Archie a little bit and then he recommends that Archie should use terror and fear yeah. in his vigilante justice. Yeah, he wants Archie to be Batman. <laughs> and Archie's like, mm, he, thank he, you, father figure, for telling me to do this. Well, he also, he says the sentence is just full of inaccuracies because he's like, oh, I bet your father doesn't like this the whole red circle thing. And like his dad actually seemed chill with it. Yeah. Like, a lot chiller than... I think he's on, dr- he's on drugs. He's in a lot of painkillers right um, now. We went through this last week. Because he also comes up and he's like, hey, how's the, uh, the hunt, like, the, whatever we called it, the... How's your hunt going? No, he doesn't say hunt. He says, like, the... He the says, patrols. The patrols. Yeah, how's the yeah. patrols going? So he's, he's like, you know what? As long as they're just doing this, whatever. We're good. Because, what, what's again, my problem is not even that they're doing this militia thing. It's that they're 15. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah. If I heard that a bunch of people in my high school were going to get, a, like, a group together to patrol the... I mean, it's Calgary, so that would be pretty tough. <laughs> but, like, the city, I would be like, oh. Like, well, what? that's crazy. <laughs> that's a weird thing for you to do. And then he says, no more sneaking into my daughter's bedroom, which Archie never did. Well, he stayed in her room once. He didn't sneak. <laughs> he walked in through the front door. Yeah, but... well, yeah Veronica brought him in. But yeah. also, Hiram wasn't there at that time. Yeah, it's... So did... He's just power playing. Did Hermione snitch on Veronica again? Yes, obviously. <laughs> I don't know why you're surprised by that. So essentially, Hermione and Hiram had a meeting where Hermione told Hiram about everything that she did. Yes, and that's why she's so mad that Hiram still likes Veronica. <laughs> Duh. She's terrible. I mean, she is terrible, but... So we have a scene where Kevin wanders up to a strange car to hook up with a guy. Then he, in his mind, he gets stabbed. Yes. But in reality, he walks away from the car like yes. a smart person. Because he hears in uh, Betty's voice in his head, which which the voice says, two people were shot on this road. And, and then he's, he's like, stabbed. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, right, there is a murder that happened. And then that guy's a, that guy's a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and there's also someone where, like, because he, he calls Kevin a tease, and Kevin goes, and then just walks away. <laughs> I don't want that. And then there's this really sweet scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Kevin mm-hmm. arrives at home, and his dad, Sheriff Keller, is waiting there. Because Betty had arrived at Sheriff Keller's house and looking she, for Kevin yeah. and then told him what was up. Yeah. And, like, it, it's, it's this clear thing where, like, his dad... We know that his dad knows that he's gay and yeah. he's fine with it. But it's clearly they don't talk about relationship things. Ever. Because. His dad probably thinks he doesn't know how to connect yeah. with it. Yeah. yeah. And then there's this great thing where, where the dad's like, there's a lot of things we don't talk about. I think it's time we talked about them. I need you to be safe. Yeah. And then he hugs him and I'm like, Sheriff Keller, you're a really good dad. A terrible sheriff. Maybe you should give up your second career and just focus on being a dad. <laughs> Um, so the next morning, Veronica, okay, all I could really focus on in the scene is there was a mimosa on the table, and until Veronica drank from it, I couldn't tell if it was in front of her or her dad. All, all I could focus on the scene was that it was so bright. Oh, yes, it is daytime. <laughs> so, in short, Veronica wants to be a part of the family business. And Hiram has no problem with it, despite the fact that, Aaron, what do we say on this show? You're 15! You're 15! What sort of business acumen do you have? None. Like, None. He's not, he's not going to give you anything. Like, even if he does, he'd be like, all right, sure, you can 
file these papers. Hey, you can advise on creative endeavors. What color should the logo on this paper be? Like, that's what she's going. That's what she's going to get. Yeah. She does something like, unless if you don't want me behind closed doors. And, and I'm like, you're 15. <laughs> you're 15. You're 15. He, he can put you. He can put you behind any doors he wants. And then Veronica smugly looks at her mom and drinks her mimosa. And we see how tables have turned. Now Veronica <laughs> can drink the crystal. I guess. I guess. So Jughead decides to sit with the serpents. Good for him. Mm-hmm. And Kevin's Kevin, mad at Betty. Here, here's the thing. It's okay. He can be mad at her. Yeah. The the thing. The reason it seems weird to me is that it does this thing that I don't like that a lot of uh, dramas do. They have the moment where the both people are like cool with each other, but they don't want to talk at that moment. So they do that because the the whole. Um, scene the scene before ends yeah. actually on a good note that we talked about like yeah but like you'd still be a little bit upset that your friend went behind your back and talked to your dad about the dangerous thing you were doing like even though it worked out well for you you'd still be a little annoyed at your friend I don't know because the thing is that, yeah I can imagine being a little bit annoyed but like this puts the ending of like and then we'll never be the same again I'm like he's gonna get over it because yep, they're gonna be fine be- he's just a little mad his night ended with him going like oh man Betty was right I shouldn't do this and then going home and be- and connecting with his dad yeah He's just not ready for it. It's okay. I don't know. It it was a look that did not seem genuine to me. But what's more important (laughs) is that Archie is hanging out with a bunch of grown-ass men. No, Aaron, those are 15-year-olds! No, when they put their masks on, you can tell that they are, in fact, grown-ass men. They're supposed to be 15-year-olds, Aaron. Archie is hanging out with a lot of very buff men (laughs) in red hoods. We have to explain this scene, Aaron. I was explaining it. We cannot do it out of context. Archie is hanging out with a bunch of very buff men. No, you have to start from the beginning. Dilton Doily is filming a video. (laughs) Yes. It is where Archie has taken a hint from, like, the Taliban and is making a threat video on YouTube. He's in his shed and there's just him and he's not wearing a hood, but there's everyone else is wearing red hoods and it's just a bunch of shirtless, very, very buff grown men. Quote, unquote, teenagers and who he, are oiled, by the way. And he is uh, threatening the Black Hood. And I just want the image. You know there's sometimes where it's like, I want to see the scene before. I want to see the scene before. This Archie's like, all right, everyone, put on your hoods. I'm going to take off my shirt. You don't need to take off your shirt. I'm going to take off my shirt, everyone. Take off our shirts. Yeah, oil me. Oil me a little and bit. And she's like, I guess. This got away from me. I, okay, sure. Are you going to wear a mask? No, I'm going to show my face because that will go well. And then we go out from this video to Hiram Lodge sitting in his study, <laughs> watching it and nodding in approval. He's very happy that Archie's hanging out with those gross shirtless men. He loves the vigilante justice. Why is her, why is Hiram so involved in vigilante justice? I don't know. Why does he want it so badly? It makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. Like, all right, let's step aside the bit for you for a second. Our bit during the OC was superheroes. <laughs> this is superheroes. Yeah, they're actually doing they're it. They're trying to do superheroes. Well, they've been listening to our podcast. We know this. <sighs> they did mention Dark Betty. Yeah. 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 So, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. Throughout this episode, you think you found yourself a CW moment? Uh, could I have found a single moment where logic is thrown out of the window in favor of drama? Yes, I could. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere in this episode, you know, some place where something irrational happened. Uh, my CW moment for this week is Hermione Lodge's insane drunken princess speech. <laughs> Which had no... No, no purpose. She's already drunk threatened her daughter like three times this episode. I don't need more. I don't know if they were trying to like do some more parallel... Because they had... This series is weird things where they try to make episodes sort of somewhat themed. Like there was the last picture show oh, in the yeah. first season. This one had fairy tales. Yeah, they tried to parallel which things. Which didn't work very well. Um, they just mentioned fairy tales in the woods and then but, she did this whole princess thing. Yeah, they don't do a great job, my friends. Nope. 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 Kevin, did you find a CW moment? Yeah, I, I had a few to pick. Like it's... The nice thing about Riverdale is we always have Cheryl, who's a walking CW moment. Because <laughs> there's no resolution or reason for why she did anything this episode at all. She just wanted chaos. <laughs> yeah. She just wanted <laughs> to mess with Kevin, who she never talked to. Yeah. Or she messing with Betty? Oh, who knows? I don't know. Uh, 
But <laughs> my the same moment I decided on was when Mr. Weatherby agrees with Archie. <laughs> when Sheriff Keller is like, hey, don't start a militia of 15-year-old very buff men. And then Mr. Weatherby's like, oh, no. It's a school-sanctioned club. This is allowed. It's fine. Don't Ooh. worry about it, Sheriff. You, you know what I think the Sheriff can still do? Still shut it it's down. It's still a militia. Yeah. Like, just because it's school-sanctioned means you're in trouble, too. Yep. Like, a school-sanctioned militia is still, still a militia. militia. And there's things that schools do. Like, they have things where it's, like, uh, people volunteer to walk people, you know, home at night. Yeah, like, safe walk. Yeah, they do things like that, which is fine. But this isn't one of those things. No. They want to they ro- roll around town and, like... In their cars with their bats. And those people are definitely going to beat someone up. And it's going to be Dilton Doily. Dilton Doily's going to shoot someone. Yeah. He, he sure he was, is. In that scene, he was... Sharpening a stick. He was sharpening a stick. He was making a shiv. <laughs> or a spear. And I'm like, oh God, Dilton, wow, what did this what did this series do to you? He can go take his Eagle Scouts spear hunting. <laughs> spear hunting the black hood. I have this image of just like Dilton Doily just like shirtless with a black like <laughs> face paint. I'm just like sometimes to kill a man you have to do it yourself. <laughs> Sometimes to kill a man, you have to kill a man. <laughs> uh, so if you had some good laughs, come go on iTunes. I mean, Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. Ratings are how people find us. And people need to find us. People need to know the truth about Riverdale. I don't know if I'm happy or not that Midge, both Midge and Moose are alive. It made the end of the last episode. It took episodes, all of the stakes away. Yeah, it made the end. Because this killer's terrible. He's very he bad can't, at killing. He can't kill. And he's not a serial killer because he has not killed more than one person. He needs to stop using a gun. It is not his weapon. <laughs> he needs to stop shooting it's, people. It's not his strength. He well, needs to is, pick something else. The problem is his bullets are made of marshmallows. <gasps> Marshmallow bullets. Yes. I uh, should go to our social media accounts. They're all Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA, and that's Instagram and Twitter. And also email podcastmoa at gmail.com. Send us your fan theories. Do you think that Clifford Blossom is the killer? Because we think that Clifford Blossom is the killer. Clifford Blossom is always Clifford Blossom. Hashtag always Clifford Blossom. Hashtag you're 15. Who is the angel of de- I mean, the Black Mask? Can the Red Circle protect Riverdale? What dumb chaos will Cheryl cause next? To answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery, Outsiders, and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? <laughs>